At this time, Mark McGarvey will come with a split sermon. Hang in there. Sir. Good afternoon. You hear me loud and clear? Okay, good. Good to be back after the feast. I've got a few um, headlines I'm going to start with here. Uh, there were two earthquakes in Italy this past week. As we all know, here in Oklahoma, there's a killer on the loose somewhere, uh, Michael Vance. It's a shame his last name is Vance, because uh, my father-in-law, and his middle name is Dale, Michael Dale Vance. That's my father-in-law's name. It doesn't sound good. But um, anyway, bring the, bring the Vance name down, you know. But, um, uh, yesterday, or was it the day before, no, Wednesday, there was a police shooting uh, in Bartlesville. They had to kill a man who attacked them after they responded to a domestic abuse call. A um, couple of weeks ago, we had Hurricane Matthew, which killed over 40 people here in the U.S., uh, 1,300 in total, if you include the Caribbean, you know, Haiti, and Cuba. And... Uh, presidential candidate and her email scandal, the corruption gets worse and worse. And these are just some of the headlines from the past week and yesterday um, and the last couple of weeks. We are living in a dangerous world and in tumultuous times. Not only do we have the crimes that man commits against man, but we have the natural disasters too. Earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, hurricanes, and something which we are susceptible to in this region of North America, tornadoes. It would seem that we are living in desperate times with the odds stacked against us. What do we do? Where do we go? As followers of Jesus Christ, we've got to hang in there. We have the hope and faith that Christ will return someday, soon. After a nice week at God's Feast Tabernacles, we're back again into the world. Welcome back. It's been a, a crazy week. Um, but those nice messages of love and hope, looking forward, and learning about all the wonder and peace of the millennium, it, it's a, kind of a rude awakening to come back to the world and get back to the everyday life. It's a shame it doesn't last longer, but that's God's command. It's seven days, the Feast of Tabernacles, and the last great day, the eighth day. But get back to my message here. You know, when Jesus gave his Sermon on the Mount, there's a section that, the, uh, that he talked about prayer in that. Now, they call it the, the Lord's Prayer, um, and it's been hijacked by Catholicism and some evangelical circles. But one of the first things Christ says to pray for is thy kingdom come. So I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 6 and begin verses and begin in verse 7 
and we'll do verses 7 through 10. But Matthew 6. Matthew 6 and verse 7. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you need of before you ask Him. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come. We've got to pray for this daily. We know he has a plan that he will see fulfilled. But there's nothing wrong with praying that it will come about soon. Nothing wrong with that. The New King James Study Bible says for this particular scripture, um, interesting little uh, quote here I've got for you. Quote, your kingdom come. The reference here is to God's program and promise. There is more affirmation than request, highlighting the petitioner's submission to God's will and the desire to see God's work come to pass. End quote. As described in 1 Thessalonians 5.2, Christ is coming like a thief in the night. So we've got to be ready. He will return, though. It, he promised it. It won't be long. All we believe on hangs on that promise. <clears throat> the faith that he will return. So we've got to, we've got to hang on in there. 23 years ago, uh, the pastor of our local worldwide congregation in, in Dunstable, England, uh, gave a kind of farewell sermon. He was getting transferred to Northern Ireland. Um, and this, so this will be back in 1992, 93. Um, but he gave a very, he was a good speaker anyway, but he gave a very inspiring last sermon there at the church. And he talked about how we have to stay with the ship. That was his, his title of his message that day. He was leaving us, but his message that day was keep going. You know, never stop believing. Stay with the ship. Sometimes you hear a message that resonates with you and you never forget it. Staying with a ship was a way of saying, no matter how hard times got, don't get down. Stay strong. Hang on in there. Now, sadly, as a side note, eight years later, myself and Dollar at the feast in, in Devon, England, <coughs> 2000, and down in the, uh, the English Riviera, as they call it, painting, very nice part of uh, southwest England. Um, and we went to the uh, Worldwide uh, Feast that year, and they called it the, the Festival of Faith. By this time, Worldwide had started uh, losing their way. And this same pastor was talking about taking communion. Unfortunately, he had uh, lost his way and had a complete change in his message that day and his philosophy. But that's another story for another day. Um, it, it, it was, but at that time, that message, it, it was good. It was good to hear it. So, I mentioned the, the email scandal that has Hillary Clinton all messed up. I can't remember a time when we've had two candidates that are so bad in their own specific ways. 
You know, I mean, I've been watching American politics the last 40 years or whatever, 30 years, and, you know, there's been some good candidates and bad candidates, but I can't remember a time when both parties have been happy with, with both candidates, you know what I mean? And it's, some people I've heard say, tell me I'm going to vote for the lesser of evils. Well, <clears throat> I look forward to a time when we won't have to worry about any of these candidates for every four years, you know? A time when we'll have the greatest leader of all time. And he won't be there just for four years, he'll be there for all time. And he's going he's to reign for all time, and it won't be every four or eight years, as the case may be with some candidates, but it, it, it's nice. Take the mind off the, the, the current situation, it's just 10, 11 days ago, away now. Uh, it's nice to think about what, what we do have ahead of us. Um, as long as man is, is running government, there will never truly be freedom. You know, that will only happen when God is running his government, like he will in the kingdom. We look forward to that time when we will never have to worry about, you know, phone tapping, uh, you know, paying higher taxes, being taxed to death, being called bigots for not agreeing with same-sex marriage, um, in fear of gathering together as a religious organization, which is now First Amendment rights, and so on and so forth. We don't have to worry about any of that. All God asks for is to believe in Him and worship Him. No more tears, no more sorrow, no more pain. Whether physical or mental, no more death and war. It will be a truly glorious time. We just need to hang in there. So my next uh, message, uh, next, next uh, passage, I want to go a few books over to John, chapter 14, and verses 5 through 6. John 14, and verses 5 through 6. John, chapter 14. And verses 5 and 6. Jesus is here with his disciples, and Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus Christ is truth. Jesus gives us eternal life by his sacrifice. We are privileged to have that truth and to know that he will return someday to set up his kingdom. We pray it will be soon. Great, great verse, by the way. He is the truth and the life and the way. Now, I came across a, an interesting quote when preparing my message today. Quote, hang in there. Hang in there because the greatest quarterbacks complete only six of ten passes. The best basketball players make only 50% of their shots. The top oil companies, with all their geologists, drill ten dry holes for every wet one. And even the most successful actors flunk 29 auditions for television commercials before they land one. So, hang in there. End quote. Anonymous. Don't know who gave it. You like that one about the, the oil uh, holes, uh, Steve, huh? Yeah. Ten, ten dry holes for every wet one. 
<clears throat> and that's it, isn't it? No matter how hard, how stressful life gets, take a breath, hang in there. Paul said it best in Philippians 4.13. I'll turn there real quick. It's just one verse, but it, it's a good little one that Paul gives here. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He does. He strengthens us. He empowers us to do his good work. I remember hearing great stories of, of people praying for each other, praying for strangers, praying for anyone um, involved in the 9-11 terror attacks on New York, Washington, D.C., and Pennsylvania. Um, my wife and I were living in England at the time. Uh, we had just gotten married that past summer in July of 2001. It's a day I'll always remember, never forget, where we were, what we were doing. It's like time stood still that day. Um, I was working way down in, in South London with my brother-in-law. He was a plasterer. Um, and I was helping him out with some work in a nice uh, three-story house down in London. Um, and Dala was back at home, and she got a call from her mom who was in Oklahoma, here in Pawnee, um, saying, it may be nothing, but the plane has just crashed into the World Trade Center. You might want to turn the TV on. And so Dala did. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, after she turned the TV on, the second one hit. And she watched. And I was, and she called me, and she was back and forth on the phone, and she called me and, and let me know what was happening. But um, over there in England at the time, it was about 3 p.m.-ish, I think. And uh, after I heard everything go down, it's just, I didn't feel like working anymore that day. I mean, it was just, so I turned the radio on. We had a radio work and uh, listened to one of the talk radio shows that they were trying to cover everything that was happening. Um, and it's just a day, a day that I know I'll never forget. I know a lot of us won't forget. It's just one of the biggest events that we've ever had in our lifetime. You know, the, uh, my, my father and his generation talked about the day JFK died. Uh, everyone knew where they were, what they were doing. You know, the day that man landed on the moon, 1969. That's other big days in, in our history. <clears throat> As a country, we were together, united in our grief and our resolve. But I tell you, if ever a day felt like it was the end of the world, that was it. We didn't know what was going to happen next. You know, we didn't know what was going on. It was a crazy day. Um, you know, it's a shame the unity the country shared for that week or two after the attacks couldn't last, you know. At times like then, times like now, any time, we can look, we can look forward to the words of our Lord and Savior. Here's a really good example. Here in John 16 and verse 33. John chapter 16, verse 33. I love this passage right here. Jesus again talking with his disciples. And, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer. Now, the tribulation, 
other words, pressure, affliction, or distress. Be of good cheer, you know, i.e., be confident, courageous. I have overcome the world. We can put our confidence in Christ because he went life, he went through life with all its ups and downs in Judea, you know, Israel, 2,000 years ago. And he conquered all the sin and evil Satan put in his way. He overcame it all, even death. So we never get back. He overcame the world. <clears throat> One of the last things Jesus did with his disciples before he ascended to heaven was give them a great commission. That is Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. And I've got a heading here in my Bible, the Great Commission. Matthew 28 and verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Note verse 20. I am with you always, even to the end of the age, to the end of time. This is one of my, I say, top five verses in the Bible. Because he just said, he will always be with us. You know, that is a sure promise. We accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, and he has prepared for us a crown that we will receive in the kingdom as sons and daughters of the living God. We can look forward to that day in great hope. We need to hang on in there and know that Jesus Christ will return soon. <clears throat>